Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. You're listening to Nadine Newkirk, and I'm a clinical psychologist and dating coach. For this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to tolerate uncertainty when you're in dating situations. Before we get into that, uh, if you are enjoying any of these episodes, I'd really appreciate if you took a minute to leave a review or rate the episode on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Um, that would really help me and get some more visibility and I'll definitely be looking at any ratings or reviews on there to get some feedback. Okay, so tolerating uncertainty in dating. Uncertainty is a big, big, big part of dating and it's tricky because as humans we have this natural instinct to want to avoid or get rid of uncertainty and it feels more comfortable when we know yes or no, do they like me? When we know this is the exact answer why they broke up with me. It helps us try and feel calmer, get more of a sense of control over a situation. The tricky thing is, is that that's an impossible task. That there will always be ambiguity, uncertainty, and things outside of our control. Different ways that we might find uncertainty hard in dating could be thoughts like, do they like me after a first date? Or even, do I like them? Wondering, you know, will I get hurt? Is this worthwhile? Wondering, why aren't they replying to my text? Will this be a long-term relationship or will it just be something casual? Like, why did this breakup end? Am I even going to meet someone? These are all questions which takes time to answer in dating. And you can't know the answer from the outset. Our minds can't predict the future. No one knows exactly what will happen. And when we're not able to tolerate this uncertainty, this ambiguity there's a few costs that happen. So one is we start to rush things. So you might be swiping on the apps kind of furiously for several hours, kind of yes, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 trying to get as many matches as possible, try and rush the process so you can get many dates so you can find that person. But then you ended up burnt out or exhausted or 20 chats open, you're like, oh, these conversations are so boring. I don't want to hear someone say, how's your weekend again? You might also rush the dating process. For example, if you meet someone and you enjoy the first date, you might want to really quickly organize a second date. Or you might want to quickly get to exclusivity, even though you're not quite sure whether it's a helpful match yet. And you're kind of rushing that progression. You might also hurry past any feelings that you're having. So if you've just had a breakup, you might try to quickly jump back on the apps and find someone again. Or, you know, your mind might be looping how to get answers like, what did I do wrong in this situation? Your mind is finding intolerable to sit with that uncertainty is you don't always know. I think about it like putting a frozen pie in the oven. And if you're ever like me, I... When I'm hungry, I'm hungry and I want that straight away. I don't want to wait another hour for it to heat up. And I've tried to crank the oven to a really high temperature. But what happens is the top of the pie gets burnt and then you're really excited to eat your pie and then you 
put your knife into it and it's actually frozen in the middle. And it's so frustrating because then actually you don't get even cooking and it's actually made the whole process harder than easier. And that can happen when we find it hard to tolerate uncertainty, we're rushing things and it doesn't actually speed things up, it actually slows us down. Another cost of not being able to tolerate uncertainty is we're not letting ourselves time to process feelings. And if we think about our feelings, our emotions, they are little messengers. They tell us what our values are. They tell us instincts. They have wisdom in what we like, what we don't like, you know, where our morals are. And if we're ignoring those feelings, we're ignoring those very important messages, those signals that happen in dating. And we're not able to process and understand them. Some ways that people can kind of not process their feelings is maybe overscheduling themselves. Booking in so many dates that you don't even know at the end who you like because there's saturation effect. Or maybe you're kind of over-busying yourself in everyday life and kind of ignoring going on dates because you don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings, but it's not leading you closer to your goal in a relationship. Lastly, the cost of not being able to tolerate uncertainty is we can actually increase suffering, which when you think about it is ironic because trying to rush or kind of move past uncertainty is trying to get ourselves to peace, to not feel that discomfort, and actually then it backfires and it sometimes can make it worse. So we can have increased worry spirals where the mind's constantly trying to predict what's going to happen in the future, what's going to happen, but that's an unanswerable question. Or our mind can get stuck in rumination, thinking about the past, looping over events, thinking, how could I have changed that? What's gone wrong? And we can't change the past, so it's just looping. And when our mind tries to get more control than is actually possible in a dating situation, it actually ends up putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. Because it then puts that pressure that whatever happens with your next step, if you keep dating this person, even though you were unsure, it means that it's 100% your fault if things go wrong. It means that you're to blame and that you should have been able to see this. And that puts a whole lot of unrealistic pressure because there's always factors within our control and outside our control. And in dating, we do need to take risks. And part of it is being heartbroken or having uncomfortable feelings or trying out a relationship, and then if it doesn't work, at least you know you've tried. So saying all this, what are some ways that you can help practice tolerating uncertainty to help reduce that unnecessary suffering? The first step to make any change is always to get awareness, awareness of what types of thoughts or feelings you're trying to avoid when that uncertainty comes up. Notice, what are you trying to control? What are you trying to get 100% knowledge over, even though that's an impossible task? And the second step is then to acknowledge what coping strategy is coming up to try and move past that uncertainty, to try and cover it up. So that could be anxiety, worry, and start to get to know the function of that instead of kind of blaming it or being really negative towards that part. We want to open up some compassion and understand why it's there, why it's trying to cover up that 
ambiguity and uncertainty feeling. And, for example, worry, the function of it is to try and protect us from dangers. It's predicting catastrophic worst-case scenarios ahead of time to try and prevent them from happening. But the tricky thing is, is our brain, our nervous system, doesn't differentiate if there's actually a danger immediately or if we're thinking of one that could happen in the future. Either way, you'll have a rush of adrenaline and cortisol to try and help protect you in that moment. And when we're flooded with adrenaline cortisol, that actually makes it harder to think clearly and make decisions in dating. You might also have the coping strategy of anger. And if we look at the function of anger, it's to tell you when a goal's been blocked or a moral or value's been violated. It's a doing emotion. It helps energize you to get change, to do something. And we want to have compassion for that part. It's trying to get you closer to your goals. And also we want to look at, is it trying to get angry or get change in situations where you don't actually have control at the moment? And what we're needing is actually to pause and sit with that discomfort. The next step is to accept. And acceptance doesn't mean you have to like a situation or not want it to change. But acceptance is acknowledging this is as it is right now. And acceptance is actually a hopeful emotion because once we accept something, then we can choose actions which were more effective. Instead of denial, when we're denying something, we're not truly looking at the situation and we're just trying to cover it up. And if we're just covering something up, we can't actually move forwards clearly. I'm thinking about a situation recently where if anyone has a front loader washing machine, you might experience this. I'd put in a whole bunch of sheets and pillowcases and I was like, great, I'm going to turn on 60 and it might be quite a long cycle pressed play or press start and then I straight away saw that there was like one pillowcase missing I was like no because you can't open the front loader once the water's already in there and you know you'd have to wait that whole long cycle and then either just put the singular one in or wait a whole week anyway it was slightly frustrating and I noticed this surge of anger and you know anger was trying to get control of a situation I had no control of I couldn't change that I can't open that washing machine So I said to myself, it is as it is. (laughs) And that's a phrase that can help with acceptance. So it doesn't mean you have to like it, but it's just acknowledging this is the way it is right now. And that can happen in a lot of dating situations. Maybe someone's just sent you a text that they don't want to go on a second date. And you might feel that disappointment and say to yourself, it is as it is. Instead of trying to then quickly get on the apps and get another match so you don't have to feel that disappointment, we want to actually pause and sit with. Another skill to tolerate uncertainty is refocusing the mind in the present moment rather than the future or the past. So noticing if your mind's going into those kind of future spirals, trying to guess 10 steps ahead of time. You know, you've only been on one date, but you're already guessing, you know, is this person going to be a good you know, parent for our children? We want to slow it down, actually come back to what are the situations right now in this moment. And when you're in this moment, then you can focus more on what's in your control and put energy 
in a worthwhile place instead of expending energy to areas that are outside your control and then you're just kind of leaking energy and not getting any return. One way you can think about what's in my control and what's out of my control is to draw two circles on a piece of paper, one larger one and then a smaller one inside that circle. And on the inner circle, write down all the things in the dilemma you're having right now that is in your control. That is, you might be finding it hard to meet people, to go on dates. So you'd put in that circle of the things that are in your control. And that could be putting yourself in situations where you're likely to meet new people, going to that event that that friend invited you to where you know there'll be strangers that you haven't met before. Or it could be starting a new hobby or activity where you can meet people or going to cafes or places where people go. It might be jumping on an app and setting that up so you have an opportunity to meet people online as well. And then in the outer circle, write down all the things that are outside your control. And that might be whether people reply to you if you send them a message. It could be not knowing how long it'll take till you meet someone you want to be in a relationship. And when you get that clear what's in your control and what's out of your control, you can redirect your focus and energy. If you notice your mind trying to get an answer, it's not finding it easy to tolerate the uncertainty of things outside of your control. You can redirect your attention back to the things in the inner circle, things in your control. And lastly, you can practice tolerating uncertainty. So you might practice not looking at your phone if you've just gone on a date and you really want to know if they're going to message back. You might practice not looking at your phone for a couple of hours and sitting with whatever feelings come up, noticing them, not judging them, just being aware of them. You could practice interrupting your thoughts if they're trying to predict what someone else is thinking because that's an impossible task. We can never know truly what's going on in someone's head. We can only infer based on their body language or what they say. So if your mind's trying to race and think on a date, you know, what's this person thinking? Do they like me? You can remind your brain, I don't know. I can't answer that. Only time will tell. And give yourself some time to slow it down, sit with the uncertainty, and that will actually help you more effectively move through the dating process. I'll finish now with a quote from Rainer Maria Rilke. Be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart, and try to love the questions themselves. Like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue, Do not now seek the answers, which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now. Perhaps you will then gradually, without noticing it, live along some distant day into the answer. I'll repeat again. Be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves. Thank you everyone for listening and I look forward to speaking with you next time. 